the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. I am your host, Ben South, and I'm here with Danny Smith, and we are so glad you are joining us this week for another episode. And we're continuing to talk about some things we started in a previous episode, but uh, so we're going to be moving down that road. But Danny, how are you today? Hey, Ben, I am good. As always, really uh, thankful to uh, jump in and uh, talk life and ministry with you each week and it's always a lot of fun things are good here you know we're kind of closing in on um that wonderful wonderful time of the year of college football and it's funny that we're talking about weaknesses today because you know uh it's talking season as they say in college football and uh that's about the end but uh, you know for the last few weeks all or last few months uh they've talked about how strong teams are, where they're weak at. So why not do the same thing with ministry? Why not think about the organizations we're part of? Why not think about ourselves individually? So I'm excited to talk about this today. Well, I mean, your team must have a different experience because I don't hear many people talking about the weaknesses of our team. So does does your team well, have... That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. well, well, you know, Ben, I am a sports fan, uh, have been my whole life of those teams that reside in Georgia, and we perpetually find ourselves uh, getting exploited in big games or when it's time to seal the deal. So, yeah, weaknesses and strengths and all that stuff, you know, we tend to, we really tend to magnify those weaknesses well. I think all sports teams do at times, and that's a, that's a good thing to kind of think about because I when you're an athlete or a team identifying and looking at those weaknesses you have actually can help you become stronger when you realize what they are so we thought we'd spend some time talking about weaknesses today and identifying them well before we do Danny why don't you tell them about a place that's not weak but our sponsor for this episode uh, Central Baptist College tell them about them well, so thankful for Central Baptist College and they know if you need a college degree but don't have the time their Pace College degree program at Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas has a proven in-class online or hybrid course format. They have multiple degrees to fit your busy schedule. Central Baptist College understands that you can't quit your full-time job. That's why they've developed a flexible format that's helped adults for 20 years earn their degree while working full-time. So here's how to get started. Visit cbc.edu online. Apply for admission, request a virtual meeting. A personal enrollment counselor will help you enroll in classes. So visit cbc.edu slash online today. Start earning your degree, reaching your goals, and uh, being able to host podcasts like this one day uh, as well. Well, maybe not, but uh, they'll they'll definitely get you on the way. You know, being weaknesses, it's funny. Uh, you know, we don't want to beat the athlete uh, horse to death here, but uh, you know, it is pretty interesting, and you said this, that uh, that you've got these world-class athletes. Uh, you know, the Olympics just ended, and, uh, of course, talking season for you know, college football and other stuff. Think about the shape, the physical shape that these men and women are in that are playing these sports at a high level. 
yet knowing fully well um, where they struggle at, you know, knowing fully well that not only am I very good at this particular event or at this particular position, but I also know that that this isn't my strength. And so in church life, we don't often like to highlight our weaknesses. Um, it's far more fun to talk about our strengths, but what is it that's good about talking about weaknesses? Why is it helpful to talk about those weaknesses, both organizationally um, and then in a little bit when we talk individually, why is that a good and helpful thing for ministers and churches to be able to do? Well, I think for for organizations, churches specifically, being able to look and identify your weaknesses is going to help you become stronger. Uh, when you know where you struggle, it's going to be easier for you to identify potential hazards, uh, points where you may trip up. Um, the biggest danger, though, is when we identify these weaknesses is leaving them as weaknesses. Once we identify our weaknesses, we don't need to just live into a point where, hey, I'm weak at that, so I'm not going to do that, and use it as an excuse not to improve or as an excuse to um, just continue down the path you're going. But when we identify where we have areas of weakness, and in an organization, it may be that we have a communication weakness. It may be that we um, have a uh, public perception weakness. Uh, we may have some organizational issues we need to work on. We may have a lack of teachers or leaders in certain areas. But when we identify these weaknesses, we then can begin to utilize our strengths that we talked about in a previous episode, but we can use those to then look at ways we can help build our weak areas. We should probably lead from our strengths, but we can't neglect our weak areas as well. We need to uh, just find those places that that need improvement, that need some uh, support and found foundational, you know, things to come behind, uh, and and make sure that we are are looking for those weak spots and finding how we can move them forward and advance them and grow in those areas. Yeah, it, and and it's helpful um, as you're saying, just just to take those weak spots to develop them. Because here's the thing: if we don't acknowledge those weaknesses, let's say we just try to lead from strength. Let's just say we try to uh, ignore the weaknesses. I'll just do what I'm good at. I mean, there's a ministry situation. There are people that you're going to deal with, crises you're going to walk through, and just general circumstances in ministry where your weakness is going to, uh, it's going to come to the forefront. You're going to have to deal with it at some point. So we don't want to make it the elephant in the room. We want to be able to say, hey, here's something I struggle with here organizationally. And, and there's all that that talk and there's a lot of overlap between the two. But um, I think especially at the organizational level, um, you, you know, you take a, a multi-staff church uh, that uh, maybe like what you've got there at Central, uh, the people know, the people know, where the church as a whole struggles. Um, and then if you're like me and you serve in a single staff church or, or you have served in churches that maybe have one staff member or lay staff people, people know where those weaknesses are. So there's no sense uh, in ignoring them, uh, nor do we glorify them. You know, we don't have to keep wearing our weaknesses as a badge of honor. 
I think it's just dealing honestly with them at the organizational level to say, okay, what can we do better as a church? This is going to require more people. It's going to, in fact, maybe we could put it this way to deal with weaknesses organizationally, then you've got to bring more strengths to the table uh, to be able to deal with that. So if I'm not letting people come to the table to speak into the ministry of that church, if I'm not bringing more people to the table to speak into the scope of what God wants to do, um, then that's where your individual weaknesses are going to be more magnified because you don't have enough strengths to overcome that. And plus you don't realize the people that you're dealing with. So if I'm not good at communicating, but Ben is, then I need to bring, bring Ben onto the team and I need to bring him to the table uh, regardless of the size of the church that you're at, because those weaknesses you might want to lead from strength, but those weaknesses are certainly going to be uh, known to most people around you. That, that's absolutely true. And I think when you go to planning, um, developing strategies for ministry, um, those weaknesses need to be identified to know where you're going to have faults. Um, so as we're recording today, our, our lawn mowers are outside, weed eaters are right outside my window. So you may hear some of that in the background. And I think they, they, are, they are weed eating in their strength. That's right. And we've got carpet cleaners on the other side of my office. So we may hear some background noise today. But when we are going to plan a ministry, we're going to plan an event and we're planning a strategy for approaching or an outreach or uh, going to do some new ministry effort. Identifying areas where we're weaker is important because it will help us know what to plan for. If we don't know areas that we're going to be weak, we're going to get surprised as we go through that strategizing, through that planning process. So part of that is identifying, okay, where are our weaknesses going to be? For instance, if you're planning for a vacation Bible school, we don't have a lot of volunteers who like to do activities. If that's the case for you, that's going to be a weakness. So you to do activities with kids or games, you may have to strategize differently because of a weakness that's going to prohibit you from doing some things, or you may have to put extra effort to recruiting and training in those areas because it's not a natural strength. Uh, it also comes back into church organization. You kind of hit on this with staffing because if you as a church are weak in one area as far as uh, organizational skills or leadership skills or even personal relationship skills uh, among your staff members when you go to hire other people you need to look say, okay we're weak in this area we need somebody to help us through their personality through their gifting to strengthen our team to strengthen our ministries in this area yeah a hundred percent and you know when you think about again the athlete picture there is that um, for that athletic team to perform well um, they highlight their weaknesses and so part of it too sometimes like you're saying in the planning and the strategizing sometimes we need to bring somebody in from the outside so it could be a situation and this is where your local association of churches comes into play because you may hear uh you know another church down the road who did the exact same event and the results were completely different not because they were bigger not because they had maybe uh you know better swag that they gave away or better technology. Can I use the word swag? I'm a little older, so I don't know if I can use that word or not, but it was because there was a, a way that they were able to uh, fully do that ministry and they took a lot of extra care. So you may call them and go, can you come over and help me or come help my staff? 
Um, because, you know, we've done the same event for two, three, four summers in a row, and we just can't quite seem to get this part of it right. Or we can't quite seem to figure out how to get over the hump of, you know, the first year it was great. Year two was great. Year three it was kind of the same thing. How do we get over the hump of that? So asking for help in this, both organizationally and individually, is such a critical part because sometimes we can we can know our weakness. Sometimes we can even try to plan against our weakness. Um, I, you know, it's just hard to get over it sometimes without that extra help, asking for help. So here comes a cooperative spirit then that you've got to have to deal with your weaknesses because not only do you want to bring more strengths to the table, you, you've got to be able to say, Ben, I'm not really sure what I'm doing wrong here, but every time I sit down to plan this back to school event, it just seems to flop. What, what am I doing wrong? Am I just looking at it from the wrong perspective? So don't, don't be afraid to ask for help because uh, I, here's what's funny as I say that. Um, I went through some assessments with the North American Mission Board uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, the one thing that my wife and I both got dinged on was the fact that we didn't ask for help, you know? And so here I am encouraging you asking for help because, uh, I just know it's easy to go, I'll just do this, or, you know, I don't need somebody else to help me out. It's good to have that cooperative spirit to deal with weaknesses. Yeah, and it'll just, it'll help you move forward. And you're going to have to learn and identify what those weak spots are. And then, then getting to a point of asking for help may be a different skill set to learn, but you do need to identify those areas that are weak, especially in your ministry overall. Where are we lacking something? What is difficult for us? What is not uh, strong? You know, it's easy to identify, easier to identify the strengths because you say, okay, here's what we're good at. Here's what we're known for. Sometimes those weaknesses tend to hide a little bit and we try to cover them up, but we need to be honest about them and just admit, hey, we're not as strong here. Now, we got to work to strengthening it, or maybe it's something we just need to let someone else take care of if it's not a core ministry thing that the church needs to be doing anyway. So we, we've got to identify them and work well within them to determine, okay, do we have to work around with our strengths to help bring this along, or do we need to invest a lot of effort and time into our weaknesses so that they cease being weaknesses in our ministry? Now, let's turn it a little bit personally. How do we identify our own personal weaknesses? I think there are a couple things you quickly do. What are the things that are a struggle for you? What are the things that you don't like doing as well? And that, you know, if there's a to-do list, it's a thing you, depending on your approach, you either do immediately so it's done, or you push it off because you don't like doing it. What are those areas of weakness for you? And, and we need to identify those in our life. Yeah, absolutely. And that, uh, again, is part of becoming a more uh, effective and efficient minister of the gospel. Uh, because if you serve in the chair two, you might be able to hide your weaknesses because maybe there's a chair one or a, a fellow chair two. Um, but, you know, if you're serving in a church that um, you're the chair one, chair two and chair three, uh, for sure, those weaknesses might be a little more um on view, but yeah, Ben, I think on an individual level, it is not only identifying, but I think it's just embracing them to go, hey, this doesn't make you broken. This doesn't make you a bad person. This doesn't make you less of a minister than the guy down the road that you think has it all together. It's just simply dealing with the fact that, uh, and maybe there's, maybe now we're going to start kind of getting into some of the the, the spiritual um, 
the spiritual depths of some of this is that sometimes that weakness reminds us, um, again, that we're not meant to do this uh, without the help of the Lord, without the, the aid of his spirit, that the development of ministry is a spiritual activity, uh, that everything we do is a spiritual activity. And so I think very much that spiritual component we don't want to uh, minimize or left unsaid, because again, we're modeling for people what it means to follow Christ going, hey, listen, there are things that not only am I not good at that I don't want to do, there's just areas that I struggle and that I'm weak in and I need to get better at. And so, uh, again, asking for help is a huge part of that. Why is it um, that I, why do I put that to-do list as part of it at the very bottom? And uh, why am I bad at time management? Or why am I bad with people? How come I keep doing I've been in three churches now and I've done the same thing in all three. Okay. What's going on? What is happening here? So for sure, at an individual level, we're talking about trying to be more efficient, more effective for the kingdom work that God's called us to. Yeah. With weaknesses, we, we don't like to admit we have any, honestly, we, we all want to have this image and this idea that we just don't struggle. We don't have any areas of weakness, but you do. We all have areas of weakness. And if you don't know them, I promise you there is somebody around you in your ministry that does know. So and they'll be glad to tell you many times. They'll be glad to tell you. So that's exactly right. They will tell you. But you need them to tell you. Even though it's going to hurt, um, it, you need some people who will tell you those truths in love. I can think of a couple instances in um, my ministry here early on. Um, coming right out of college, I was kind of scattered at times when I come into meetings. My pastor pulled me aside and said, hey, you know, you've got good ideas. You've got good plans. You just need to go in there and uh, and be more organized when you get there. Don't, don't be as shoot from the hip approach to things. You need to make sure that you have a plan and it's clear. Um, that was a very helpful thing. It was a weakness that I needed to correct. And so, you know, the next time I made sure I was ready when I got there. Um, some other issues that I can think of personally with, um, I, I've had discussions with one of our other pastors here, we're very close friends, and he will come in and say, hey, you know, you need to check yourself in this area. Um, one of the things I, I deal with some is being coming across in a way that I am not. Uh, sometimes I get very uh, tunnel vision and focused on where I'm going, what's ahead, what's the next ministry, that I sometimes lose myself from the moment, whereas I don't even realize what's going on. I don't notice people. I don't notice things because I'm so focused to get somewhere and get something done. And it comes across as aloof or uncaring, um, as if I'm not interested. And so I have to guard against that. But had I not had somebody in my life who cared for me enough to lovingly tell me, hey, you need to be careful about this, I might not ever be aware of it. And people would have these feelings about me because they didn't understand everything that went into it. It was never my heart, yet it was coming across that way. So it was a weakness that I had that I didn't even realize I had. And so I needed somebody who loved me, who come along beside me, who was rooting for me to help me and say, hey, here's some things you need to be aware of that you probably don't realize and don't even think is happening, but it's a weak area. And so you need to focus on that. So I, I I had to make some changes and intentionally do some different things to improve in that area where I was weak. I still struggle with it at times, but I know now and I'm aware, and so I can deal with it and address it and improve and strengthen my leadership in those areas. Yeah, there's humility that we all need, and these remind us um, of having a humility that says when 
um, someone I love and trust or someone that certainly has our best in mind. Maybe it's uh, someone that we don't have a, a, a strong relationship with. They're not out to get us. They're not out to hurt us. Those people exist. Uh, and all joking aside, they'll be glad to remind you of all of your weaknesses and all of your failures. But a humble spirit that we can have that says, hey, when somebody approaches me like your pastor did, I, I've had guys do the same for me in my life, and I tend to be more scattered. And uh, I, I'm, a, I'm kind of a people pleaser by nature, and so I hate to say no to people. And I end up oftentimes taking on more than I can get done. And, and so it's nice when people come in and help you, but you got to have some humility to say, you know what, you're right, um, instead of getting defensive about it. Because nobody likes to nobody likes to talk about their weaknesses. No one likes to highlight. Nobody's putting that as their Facebook status. Nobody's putting that on Twitter. Um, we all want to lead from strengths. We all want to project this growth and this maturity. But really, at every stage of your life in ministry, we need people speaking into our lives to go, hey, yeah, maybe you should check yourself right here. Or you know what? Maybe you're too scattered. Or maybe you're still dealing with this. And and so there's so much there that can help us. So organizationally and individually, dealing with our weaknesses uh, in a Christ-honoring way is going to make our churches more effective. It's going to make us more effective and ministries just a lot more fun uh, as you fine-tune these things. You know, um, again, I was thinking of the Olympic athletes who crossed the finish line there, whether swimming or running or whatever it is, and you can just see that all of that hard work paid off and you know we're running a race too and and uh you know this this ministry can be a grind but man when people give their life to christ as people grow in their faith in christ and and you played a part of that it's worth the dealing with the weaknesses and it's certainly a lot of fun to deal with the strengths but it's definitely worth dealing with the weaknesses for that particular end goal that we have in mind well there's a truth here as well that i think dealing with these weaknesses if we don't identify them, if we don't realize what they are in our personal ministry or even organizationally, they're still there. Yeah, even if we right. don't realize they're there, they're still there. They are still weaknesses. They're still areas of concern. And those weaknesses, whether we know it or not, are actually going to pull away from our strengths. They will make our strengths less effective by the weight of the weakness in those areas. So by addressing and identifying and and strengthening our weak areas we not only help in those areas we also enhance our strengths because they're no longer being burdened or pulled back by those areas of weakness so you know you hear people say they will just focus on your strengths don't worry about your weaknesses well if you don't worry about your weakness that weakness can destroy your strength so make sure you are you got to identify both you got to identify them and in the strength areas, use those to leverage growth in your weak areas if you can. But you need to be aware of areas where you're weak, where you struggle, and figure out ways you can enhance that, grow in those areas to make you a more effective leader and minister. Yeah, absolutely. Being that's, uh, that's spot on. And there's, um, uh, again, there's lots of rabbits we can chase on that. But I think you just kind of nailed it on the head right there. Just deal with them. Because they're there, and if you don't, they're going to have an effect in a way that you don't want to. And what we want to do is turn them into an opportunity uh, to, to be strengthened and obviously to glorify God uh, in everything that we do. And so, One quick thought, though. Here's the thing. Sometimes when somebody points out our weakness, we initially become defensive. 
and we want to offer excuses. We want to say, no, you don't understand. Take a break. Pause, step back and say, yeah. okay, maybe they don't understand everything or the reason why, but there's probably some truth to what they're saying. Is there something yeah. I need to look at and say, okay, I can improve here. I can do something differently here. Don't jump to being reactive or defensive or offended when somebody comes to you. Hopefully they do it in love. But even if they don't do it in love, even if it's an anonymous letter or one of those things, I, I don't give too much credence to anonymous anonymous letters. But, but look at it and say, okay, is there something that I do need to be, pay attention to here? And yeah, look for ways you can grow there. Yeah, hundred percent. No, that's absolutely right. And it just and then again, people will follow that example when they see how you take it. Now that discipleship factor comes into play. Those guys that you're working with, the church that you're working with, all of a sudden now they'll see how you handle it, and hopefully the Lord will use that in their life as well. So this is a very uh, wide ranging, very interconnected um, idea of dealing with our weaknesses because it's organizationally, it's individually, and uh, it's a discipleship factor as well. So that's right. Um, you know, and it goes hand in hand with your strengths. So if oh, you yeah. have, so it's not the same point. Right. If you haven't, if you've listened to this episode and you haven't listened to strengths, go back and listen to that as well because these two episodes really work together. Yeah, they're not mutually exclusive. It, it is. Uh, it's like when you, again, the athlete uh, image, it, it, you see somebody and go, that guy has no strengths. And he's sitting there thinking, it's my technique. It's the way I did this. It was my nutrition. I mean, there is just so much interconnectedness to all this. So, yeah, go back and listen to that, Ben. A lot of fun. We could talk another hour on this because uh, my I've just ideas firing off as I think about it now, but uh, I think everybody wants to know before we go what your weaknesses are. And so if you could just outline all of those uh, before we leave, I think everybody, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. And so uh, I tell you one of my weaknesses though, Ben knows this is biscuits and gravy. And so uh, that's, I don't know if I want to, I deal with that, but probably not. <laughs> I deal with that by indulging that weakness. So don't indulge, don't indulge, deal with it. In a God-honoring, Christ-honoring way, it'll be helpful for you and your church and your families. Well, Ben, we're recording this on a Friday, so uh, enjoy your weekend, and I look forward to uh, being back with you next week. And we appreciate everyone listening to today's episode. Make sure you check out Central Baptist College, and uh, don't be afraid to deal with those weaknesses, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.